What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Once again, for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, my name is Clive, and I'm joined by my co-host Ricky. How are you this evening, Ricky? Good evening. I'm doing doing very well. Good. Have you recovered from the lack of sleep from last week's appearance on Outsiders Edge? At the, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Still recovering. Still recovering. Yeah. Uh, the the lack of sleep wasn't helped with our adventures on Sunday night. Now. You may have noticed a quite a wee drop from a certain wrestler at the start of the show from a Mr. Jeff Cobb. That was because Jeff Cobb was at ICW's Shug's House Party number five at the weekend. We were lucky enough to see his match. Ricky was lucky enough to get a photo with him and Ricky was cool as cool a dude as you can get and just walked up and said, Give us a drop for the podcast so you got your, your rub with the celebrity. How do you feel? Well, I mean it didn't it didn't quite go down like that. Um, if only I, I, it did. Well, initially, remember when we first walked in, we saw we were actually looking for a session moth T-shirt. Well, I was, <laughs> um, and then we didn't see it. But then there was a little smaller stack of T-shirts um, next to the main table, and we saw it. And then you turned around to me and says, um, "I think that might be Jeff Cobb," and it like. You know, when you think you see someone famous or like a celebrity or whatever, that you sort of like, you need to double take and you're like, no, no, it's not. So I Googled, but as we were standing there looking, we Googled him and it turns out, like I said, we just, you just do it just for, just to be sure because you don't want to walk up to someone and then walked up, got a photo. Um, and it was just by pure, by absolute chance that I came across him again later on in the evening. Um, a mutual friend of ours had to leave early because I think he was waking up very early the next day and he wanted to uh, miss the traffic. So I had my, my bag in his car and I brought it to get it. And on my way back in, I wasn't allowed to come down towards ringside, so I had to stay further back. And it was there, I spotted Jeff Cobb. And I walked over and just said I enjoyed his match and I walked away. And then I just said, no, well, you know, I need to go back and actually ask him because it's not a chance you're going to get very often. And, he, and like I said, he was unbelievably down to earth, really cool. No hesitation, gladly done it. So, yeah, it was it was a good night. For us, seeing someone like Jeff Cobb's quite a big deal because it's not every day that you get a wrestler who's who you see on the, the indie scene, places like Lucha Underground as well. For them just to be standing in the middle of a wrestling arena in Scotland, Glasgow, it's just quite bizarre and surreal for us. So it was quite good seeing folk like that. He wasn't the only sort of big name that came in. It was quite, it was quite a good weekend for imports for ICW over the two nights that they had Shug's House Party. So Jeff Cobb had his match with Aaron Echo. Um, Walter was on night one with BT Gun, And Angelico was there. I probably butchered his name there, but Angelico 
was also in night one as well against Mikey Whiplash. So they're all sort of different matches between the three of them. The Helico match was very catch style. Walters, Walters was, as you would expect, really hard hitting. But uh, BT Gun gave more than he more than he probably thought he would get in. There wasn't there wasn't a big chop fest as I thought there would be because Walters very more very famous for his chest chops and striking folk down when it was actually BT Gun that was getting in quite a lot of the offense there. But that was a good match as well. And the one that we saw in night two with Aaron Echo versus Jeff Cobb, that was a part of the show. It was just after the interval, and the show was going well. It was just a good. Grado had come back. Jeff Jarrett was there as well, uh, with a nice wee guitar shot on the Just Justice. So it was all fun and games. And then after the interval with this Jeff Cobb match, it started getting a bit more serious and hard hitting, and that sort of set the tone for the rest of the night. So. Of the ones that we saw, we were saying to each other, Jeff Cobb won, that's probably one of the better ones of the night, but there were quite a few to choose from. Um, yeah, I completely agree with your assessment there. Um, Jeff Cobb probably probably was my favourite of the night, I think. Although the main event was pretty damn good as well. Um, we had a an unbelievable couple of spots in the James Storm match as well. Oh, with <laughs> <laughs> attacks. Um, so this is the first time I've ever seen attacks being used like live. And when he when he first initially pulled him out of the bag, and you were like, "Oh my goodness!" And when when this when when he when it was actually Storm that took the tax out and put them on, on the ring floor, he's the one that actually took the bump through it, and it wasn't just any old pumpy. He attempted, what was it, was it a powerbomb or a razor's edge from the top rope? Kind of like that to Ravy Davy, yep. And Davy reversed it into a Hurricane Rana and flipped James Storm into the tax. And I caught that on video, and the moment that happened, the place just fucking erupted. It's one, um, it's one of those ones where you see thumbtack spots on telly quite a lot these days, especially if you're watching lots of different promotions. But seeing something like that in the flesh is a different kettle of fish. Cause of and then, because you actually saw the tack still stuck in his back, and like mm-hmm. he says, it's completely different seeing it up close and personal as it is to as it was on TV. Aye. Um, yeah, like I says, it was it was quite well paced throughout the entire night. What was it? Was there seven matches in total? I think so overall. Yeah, yeah. there were seven. Um, a couple of in-ring segments. Overall, it lasted for about three hours forty minutes. It it didn't feel like that. I think. I think. Towards toward, the end. <laughs> <laughs> on you go. No, I think we're going to say the same thing. But go on. I was just going to say towards the end we were starting to panic about getting the last train home. So there was that yep. right. Come on, hurry up! Let's get this show on the go on the road. But the main event was a match between Stevie Boy, who's who was the current ICW champion against DCT who has had a run that I found a wee bit similar to Bailey's in NXT where it was just a gimmick um, very tongue in cheek with the gimmick and but over time he started being treated more seriously he wanted more to be treated more seriously and more respected and over the last couple of months he ended a title shot against Stevie Boy Stevie Boy himself has been known to be a bit of a contract collector as of late collecting people's contracts and stipulations for their matches 
So that was the stipulation going into the main event where if DCT lost, that would mean that he would leave the UK. But um, Mark Dallas, the founder and promoter of ICW, uh, he came out in a fight club. That's their sort of weekly episode programme. The fight club, he came out and said, right, both of you, whoever loses out of this match, either one of you is going to lose in the main event, uh, going to lose and have to leave the UK. So going into it for like people who've been watching it week in, week out, there was quite a buzz going into this match and it was, as the night went on it was very shenanigan heavy you had run-ins from Stevie Boy's stable that he's a leader of, Filthy Generation so his girlfriend Kaylee Ray, you might know her name also Kings of Catch, the tag team there was lots of crazy shit going on, but then DCT's real life girlfriend Viper came down Viper who had just recently, like before the match had retained her women's title as well against the beloved Session Moth, which is a shame, but still happy with Viper winning. So Viper came down, shit hit the fan big time, shenanigan heavy, but DCT ended up walking away with the win in the belt, and it was a cacophony of noise. It was one of those, again, similar to Bailey's first NXT title win, um, obviously not in the same level, but you know where I'm coming from, just a general sense of elation. And it's quite interesting because Stevie Boy has been told to leave the UK, but he is in charge of a stable. So I wonder what they're going to be doing with that going forward. But the the Kings of Catch guys, they had a really good tag match at the start of the night, earlier on. I'm really enjoying them. I'm not sure if you've seen much of them else, elsewhere, Ricky, but I would keep an eye out on them. They've actually started their own version of Being the Elite. <laughs> And they've called it <laughs> Filth Life. So there's only been a couple of episodes on YouTube. So if you're into ICW and you've not caught them yet, I would urge you to check them out. Yeah, that, that tag match was, was quite good. That was second on the card. The Hunter Brothers you know, Yeah, you know what? Um, and then after after the match, uh, King of the Catch cut a promo. And initially, we were meant to be seated like a second or third row um, but when we got there like it was just so crammed that we were just we could sit down but we weren't sitting next to one another there was five of us so we just decided to stand luckily and it was quite good uh, me and our mutual friend Scott we were actually stood just to the side of the entrance next to the the door that leads to the changing rooms the dressing rooms and after that match someone can run through the crowd and like sort of barge Scott out of the way and barge someone else out of the way and, and we were at first you thought maybe it was security something was happening yeah but it was um, yeah. yep with a chair and then later on we, ha- kind of a, we had a couple other incidents as well where uh, fights broke out in the crowd and it led through that little bit into the changing rooms which it was actually it was quite cool to be that kind of close to them as well mm-hmm but like, what was really cool was the, the the title match, the main event with the streamers going into the, the introductions. Thought that was really really cool. Yes, Ring of Honor uh, style. Mhm. It, it was really good to see. Um, overall, let's say it's top to bottom. It was a real good, real good night. A real good card. Um, highlight of the night for me was getting to see Session Moth live. Um, <laughs> just just the stupid little things that she does. Where initially. We, She'd get into the ring and she's after grinding up on her referee. Um, she was just sort of sat in the corner, letting other two women fight. Cause she was too, it seemed she was like making faces. If she was too scared to get involved. 
Too busy drinking cans of cider, probably. Uh, yeah, um, overall, just it was a real fun night. I really, really enjoyed it. Like we said, we, we definitely got our money's worth. Um, and obviously, we got to see Hall of Famer and Impact great, or TNA great, Jeff Jarrett as well. Finesse great, you mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but like I said, overall, um, a real, real good night of wrestling. Really, really good, and... I was impressed with some of the guys. Arn Echo really impressed me. I thought, like I said, we were talking about Jeff Cobb earlier, that was a great match. Yeah, Arn Echo has recently fallen victim to a screw job with Kenny Williams, who's sort of joined the WWE NXT UK guys. Um, but in ICW, he's joined the, the Rudolph Sports and Entertainment brand, who's like the heel authority stable. Um, and Aaron Echo and Kenny Williams were best friends in that so Aaron Echo looks like he's got a win under his belt against Jeff Cobb of all people so that could be that's like a sort of game changer for him going forward I would say mm-hmm. most definitely so he also had the return of a certain Grado as well um, who has been part of Impact for quite some time now as you would expect Grado's a bit of a hero for ICW so his return with the Madonna music place went into meltdown basically. It's really good. Um he had a bit of fun with Jeff Jarrett and Just Justice, some guitar shots going on. I have to say, seeing a guitar shot in real life, it makes it seem a bit more violent than it does on T V. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably that's just the case for everything. Um even when you're just taking normal simple bumps you hear the the noise and effect coming off the ring. Um and that kind of doesn't translate through the TV just how loud and how sore some of those bumps must be uh-huh. but like you said Grado came back to a hero's welcome the moment like we kind of knew when it was happening because like I said we had um, the two double J's in the ring at the same time and it, it kind of teased that Jeff Jarrett was going to get involved or you know certainly maybe it he would be the one that's going to have the match, but then you kind of got the idea, you knew it was going to be Grado, and then, like you said, as soon as his music went on, and as soon as he made his entrance, the place just lost its mind. Um, I was kind of surprised how long that match went on, because I actually turned round to against Scott, and I was like, this is going to be a squash. Like, but that was actually quite a decent match itself as well. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think there was like an entirely real bad, poor match. Like They all served a purpose, and they all... Like I say, especially but especially in that second half of the show, like all four matches were were excellent. Uh, even the I managed to catch night one on the their sort of streaming service as well, and even then there wasn't a bad match on the card. They had the tag team title match between Bram, you might remember from TNA. I think he was some might have been in NXT like back in the early days. Does that ring? Is that sound right at all? Not sure, but I know he's he's impact anyway. Uh-huh. Impact yeah. TNA. So it was Bram and Yeston Reese versus Jack Jester and Shah Samuels. Bram took to the, he basically stood on top of the, um, maybe 12, 15 feet speakers, Swanton bomb through the table. <sighs> looked like it, it looked and sounded like a really sore one, and I don't know how the hell he was standing after it. But it was quite interesting because they're the heels, Bram and Yeston Reese, so seeing someone do something like that. You would think the heels don't aren't supposed to do the the spot all the spot monkey stuff, but his character's one of like a, just a, a nut job, an evil nutcase, so he'll do anything to inflict damage upon his opponent. So a lot of respect for him there. Um, we're talking a wee bit about impact. 
and Joe Henry. Joe Henry's doing quite well for himself on Impact at the moment, as far as I'm aware. According to Caleb, Joe Henry and Grado are sort of being, not a tag team as such, but they're being pals on Impact. And Joe Henry's sneakily making moves for Grado's girlfriend on the show. And Caleb was wondering if this is making a play for Joe Henry, making a heel turn. Uh, he won his match against Chris Renfrew in night one in a Glasgow street fight. There wasn't much out in the street, but they did take to the car park at one point, which was quite funny. But the Joe Hendry came down in the match between Ravy Davy and James Storm in night two and just went off his head and he went hard heel mode. So I'm wondering if that's him sort of maybe not getting practice in, but he's getting into training for going to full heel mode on impact as well. Um Joe Hendry was on World of Sport as well this week. We'll talk about that in a wee while, but he's doing quite well for himself for a guy from Edinburgh. He's um, on World of Sport, which is getting a lot of viewers, a lot of um, publicity. He's doing well on Impact, which is very popular as well at the moment. So, looks like I think there could be a bright future ahead for him. Yeah, and initially it kind of seemed like when he came out, he was coming out, he obviously first he came out to make the save and it kind of felt like maybe they were going to tease a potential James Storm Henry match at some point, but then like you say, the turned heel um, I've not saw much, or I've not saw anything of him in Impact, so I can't really comment there. Neither have I to be fair But the promo alone I really enjoyed his promo I really, really did. And, and speaking of promos, Mikey Whiplash was out as well. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that was earlier in the show or later in the show now. Um, well, that was a bit where that Red Lightning guy basically came on and said Mikey Whiplash had teased retirement the night before after he lost to Angelico. Uh, but his his sort of partner in crime, Evil, she said to him, no you're not going anywhere and Michael Whiplash has done this thing recently where he stopped doing the death matches but he's went back to doing sort of catch wrestling and he was lo- losing lost a couple of times doing that so he was thinking right I've done it all there's nothing else for me to do but he changed his mind on Saturday night Sunday he came out and said I've still got more moments in me and I want to do that at Fear and Loathing which is in December and that's kind of like ICW's Wrestlemania in their calendar if that makes sense and Red Lightning came down and said, no, why don't you join up with us? And that ended up in a skirmish with Bram and Yeston Reese coming down to batter Whiplash. The action spilled out the ring and that made its way to us where I sort of stumbled and I think my sister Carol basically careered off into the wall a wee bit so we were right in the thick of it at that, at that point. <laughs> Sorry for the laughing, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was excellent, and just from that promo alone, like I was, I was really impressed with Michael Whiplash. I thought it was a real good promo. Um, you can tell he's kind of a star as well. Oh, aye, he's but that, a that that was the second second uh, moment where someone spilled spilled out in the ring near us. Um, and like you say, it was just being that kind of up close and personal with that happening right in front of your face was was kind of cool. Um, yeah, like I said, there's so many, so many. F- fun things that happened that night mm-hmm. just just like I say I keep saying it but just a real enjoyable night um, and like I say we also had Lionheart come out I believe it was was that immediately after the first match Nothing cut a promo yet. and it 
you know, he's been here for a long time, etc., etc. And now he's whoever's the champion at Fear and Loven, he wants a shot as well. So obviously we've got a few months to build towards that. But indications suggest he'll probably be in the main event at Fear and Loven potentially. Um, like I said, in Fear and Loven itself, it's a show that I think we've spoken about maybe going to as well, and I think we might do it. So I'm, I think that could be that will be another good good time to go. And, yeah. Sorry, another good call to go see. Um, but obviously we're, we're a few months away from that at the moment. With, with Lionheart, our American listeners might know his name. He was a victim of a botched, well not a botched styles clash uh, in Preston City Wrestling. It might have been 2014 or 2015. He took a styles clash and tucked his head, broke his neck and he knows that he shouldn't have done it. Um, but there was a bit of controversy surrounding like the reactions from bo- both sides of the part, both sides of the argument after that. And one of his colleagues in ICW, Jackie Polo, who's now christened himself as Just Justice, a sort of Jeff Jarrett piss take, um, he tweeted at the time, another retirement looms. This is playing off when Lionheart did actually retire a few years prior to that, but then decided to come back into the wrestling game. And Lionheart read this basically in a hospital bed, neck brace, unsure if he was able to walk again. And as far as I'm aware, that was that was all a shoot. And they've had, they've never seen eye to eye, and they've had a few matches. It was two 0 to just Jackie Polo over the few years that they've had the rivalry. And Lionheart managed to be victorious on Saturday night, and they actually took a Styles Clash and kicked out at one, which was, I think, one of those things. I thought at first, oh, what's he doing kicking out of a Styles Clash at one? But for me, it was. The adrenaline of taking that move and the story and the journey that he's been on that whole time. And it's like, I just took it, I'm fine now, so I can understand where that adrenaline came from. And he ended up getting the win for it. So that was quite good to see. And it was good to see him challenge for the title in December at Fear and Loathing. So, all in one all. Of those, one of those what the fuck moments, like where you just completely lose your mind. Aye, like the place became unglued when that happened. It was just crazy stuff. Um, as far as I'm aware, from what I've seen of some adverts, Lionheart's actually going to be in a ladder match for this world of sport on Saturday night on ITV. So I just, if you don't mind, just talk a wee bit about world of sport that I watched the other night there. Yeah, go on. Um, see, the actual wrestling was fine. You've got a lot of name value there. As I say, for the British wrestling scene, you've got lots of folk like Shah Samuels, Lionheart... <laughs> Off the top of my head, I'm losing, forgetting a few of them. But you still had that international appeal. Well, when I say international, I mean internationally acclaimed. So you've got the Grado, who lost his title. And you had a sort of exhibition match between Davy Boy Smith and Davy Boy Smith Jr., I should add, versus Will Osprey. And that was really good. I was I knew that Osprey was in it, but I forgot that Davy Boy was going to be in the promotion as well. So... All in all, the actual wrestling was really good. But I, th- I was saying to you on text the other night, they seemed to have Kevin Dunn doing the camera cuts because it was far too, far too sort of just jumpy, jumpy all the time. They kept, there was a point where I didn't even know which side was the hard cam because the camera was just cutting about all over the place. And it's just... I hope, I know they've done a few tapings already, but I hope they sort of iron that out and just calm down the presentation a wee bit because it took you out of it. 
in with World of Sport. It was obviously a big deal back in the 70s and 80s on ITV, a prime time slot, and it's back on a prime time slot on Saturday nights on terrestrial TV. So it's in that spot where five o'clock or something, it's a wee bit before the likes of your X Factor, all the sort of big Saturday night TV shows. So it's in a very impressive sort of real estate in terms of TV time. And they got 1.2 million viewers, rather, thereabouts, at the like, live showing. And when you think about that, the size of the country that UK is compared to America, when they get, I don't know, two, three million for the likes of Raw and SmackDown. So that was quite a big deal. I don't know how long it will last if it keeps going that way, but hopefully people get invested in it and we'll see the likes of um, next week. As I say, we've got Lionheart in a ladder match. The advert showed a suitcase at the top, so maybe it's something like a Money in the Bank briefcase they're going to do. Um, Viper and Kaylee Ray will be in action as well in a triple threat match. I can't remember off the top of my head who the, the third opponent will be. So, as I say, it's early days for World of Sport. They've done a few tapings. We'll see how the popularity goes. But I think just in terms of that weekend there, we had the NXT UK tapings. Thankfully, I've not seen any spoilers yet, so that's quite good. Um, I'm not sure when they're going to be released, though. Do you know anything about that? Sorry, I didn't quite catch what you said there. Just wondering when the... Have you heard anything about when the UK NXT tapings will be released? No. No? No, nothing. I, do you know what? I'll <clears throat> give me a second. I'll Google that right now, actually. Right. Yeah, um, just having a quick look, and I can't can't find it at the moment. I'll try and look, and we might have an answer later right. on the show for it. Well, hopefully it's not too long, but... Um, so you had those tapings, you had World of Sport on ITV, and the IC, obviously the ICW one's just sort of more local to us in terms of like being able to get to see it and stuff, but it's been really interesting for British wrestling at the moment, and I think the likes of Viper getting her BBC documentary, she's a big name at the moment. It's, I don't know where the hell's going to go when it comes to 2019 in terms of British wrestlers, but the success of NXT UK will be like any more of these sort of star studded imports that we'll get for ICW as well so it's good stuff moving forward I mean British wrestling has been quite hot for a while now it has and I will sort of say I'm not I'm not up to date with the likes of progress or anything like that so there's probably a lot more stuff that I'm missing out on and not giving enough respect to to be honest with you Yep, um, but just sort of the main, the main promotions we're talking about. Let's say it's been, it's really been on it up um, for about the last maybe twelve, eighteen months maybe. Um, yeah, I've completely lost what I was about to say now. Um, <laughs> UK wrestling's cool right now, basically. It really is, but I had I had a specific point I was going to make. Now I just I really can't remember it. Well, that's that's going to kind of annoy me now. Well, I'll ask you a question in the meantime. You're saying there that you'd be up for going to Fear and Loathing, and I myself, I'm not long on the ICW bandwagon. But do you think you'll be joining me in regular viewing and stuff like that? I think so because. Um, 
they made, I think on the show on Sunday, they made a couple of announcements that there was going to be a couple of matches taking place um, at the next the next show. Um, next tapings. August, August, no, I can't remember what date in August it said. Yeah, I was quite interested in maybe trying to go to that as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to now be more intrigued by it, definitely want to keep watching it um, and let's say the plan is to go to Fear and Loven in December and I know that kind of ties in around the time the WWE come over but you know like I would rather go to Fear and Loven I think, if I'm honest um, big, big not, not, yeah, not so much that because I'm comparing it or that I'm down on WWE or anything like that. it's more so just that because that's going to be like a quote unquote like a pay-per-view WrestleMania type thing and the, the WWE thing is just going to be like a live event I understand like that's fine live events are, are, are cool but I just feel like there could be more oh my goodness did you see that or this just happened sort of thing at Fear and Loven I think as well with the likes of WWE especially a live event it's going to be very family orientated and you were able to mm-hmm. let your hair down a wee bit on Sunday uh, with all the copious amounts of bad language and heavy violence as well so it's good to it's not not even that it's just you're invested a wee bit more than just live events exhibition matches exactly it almost feels like there's more there's more riding on each match as well and Uh let's say that's not a knock on WWE and that's just the way it is if it was a Smackdown tape and maybe oh that's different yeah Uh if it was a Smackdown or a Raw tape then you know that's completely different or you know, one day if we ever did get like a pay-per-view over here, you know, then we'd be going to that no matter what. You never know, there might be a, a takeover of Glasgow at some point in the future. If anything, it's probably going to be London again, I'd imagine. Well, I'm thinking of the UK stuff. Yeah. But I, I mean, it'll be a, I think Scotland might be, I mean, they've not involved in the tapings, it'll go all the way up to December as far as I'm aware. Um, so... I think it's mainly. Yeah, it's, I think I think the furthest north to get is maybe Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But all in good time. Bit more patience. No, definitely, definitely. Um, it will eventually. Something will eventually come up north of the border. Um, like I say, just sort of patience. At the end of the day, like there's no issue for us to go down south. You know, if we were really desperate to go to one. Aye. Basically, you'll go wherever Session North Martina goes. I mean, she was excellent. <laughs> like, for, I said to you for weeks and weeks, that was one thing I was desperate to see. And yeah, wherever she goes, I, I may follow. <laughs> the way the way, the way way she stalks John Cena is the way I might start stalking her. <laughs> you never know, John Cena might think, hmm. Well, it's... Session Moss move now, like John Cena and Nikki Bella apparently quote unquote split up again, so who knows? Can you imagine? Maybe, so- maybe, maybe like I say, I think he saw my tweet on Sunday night and decided, no, I, I no longer want to be with her, I want Session Moss to grind on me. <laughs> Do you think maybe Session Moss might end up in Total Divas in the near future? I maybe, um, getting arrested by the police because you're getting too close to John Cena uh-huh. well fair play to her you never know she might get that one day their path may cross eventually <laughs> in, in Bumblebee 3 or something like that 
<laughs> Some shitty film that he's in. Have you seen a lot of his films? Uh, I've saw the Daddy's Home, Daddy's Home Two. Right. Um. Pause it. We are back. I am. The children have been escorted from the building, so all is well. Um, so yeah, I saw Daddy's Home, Daddy's Homes, Daddy's Home too. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> I'm not in Irish. I've not even seen the Marines. Oh, you don't want to. Can't imagine they would be good. Although I did. What else was it? The there was a film that he was in. Mm. I think he played some. He played a soldier of some sort. I can't remember now. Which actually, trailer-wise, it looked semi-okay. But and I watched like the first ten minutes. It was kind of shite. So yeah, I've only ever really watched one of his films. Let's be honest, he's no Dwayne Johnson. See, I've ended up. I've racked up quite a few Dwayne Johnson <laughs> films. We've, we've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, skyscraper. That's what it's called, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I saw that a couple of weeks ago. I saw San Andreas a few weeks, a month or so before that. Uh, he's doing well for himself, isn't he? <laughs> he's making some making some money, I suppose. Have you seen any of the other sort of WWE films? I actually... Where was it? Where was this film? It might have been on, like, Film 4 or something. It was now I can't remember the name of it, but it, it was the film with um, Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh God, I've not even heard of this one. <sighs> what was that one called? I can't even remember what that one called. But that looked terrible as well. Um, it was Kane, see no evil, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was another one. Was Seth in it, or was it Dolph? Oh, the Dolph Ziggler one. That's what I was going to talk about there. <laughs> Is Countdown? I, can't, I don't even know the names of some of the films. Aye, that was Countdown where Dolph was a cop and Kane was his boss. Oh, fuck's sake. And uh, Dolph Ziggler was chasing down some bomb guys and they'd put a bomb in a... Some bomb guys? <laughs> I can't remember the basis of the story. It was pretty dreadful, but the, there was a WWE live event and someone had placed a bomb under one of the chairs and Dolph Ziggler was walking about trying to sort it out uh, walking about the fans and stuff and he went backstage and he was chasing the guys and Rusev and Lana got in his way um, for some reason Rusev had a gun don't know why the hell he had a gun but why wouldn't he? do you think he just walks about backstage with a piece? yeah man's an absolute hero but uh, Dolph Ziggler super kicked the gun out of his hand Dean Ambrose was in that 12 rounds as well 12 rounds 3 uh, Orton was in one as well but I that's right Countdown Kane and um, I can try to see Dolph Ziggler was he was in he was in trouble with Kane and Kane basically looked as if he was going to choke slam him as well right so the, the Ted DiBiase one was Marine 2 Oh, right, that rings a bell, actually. That was fucking... T- 
terrible from what I saw. Basically, I don't think they've ever made one decent film. <laughs> it depends what your definition of decent is. I mean, something that doesn't want to like make me rip my eyeballs out. You wonder. I mean, I don't know, as we've just discussed how bad they are, but there is a, a watchability about them because they're just straight. No, no, these... Like, you, I know I know what you're saying. Like, sometimes you get, like, some real bad films, but they're so bad that you still watch them and kind of enjoy them. These are just absolute, utter garbage. I know, but who doesn't want to see Dolph, G- Dolph Ziggler superkick a gun out of Rusev's hand? Me. That just sounds fucking terrible. It was hilarious, though. Uh, right now it's hilarious but I wouldn't have found it funny at the time (laughs) would you just sat there and think oh my god it would have been very very cringy it's you know that's what we should do for a podcast project we should review all the WWE Studios films jeez they actually had a film called Leprechaun Origins and it starred Hornswoggle oh my god are you going through a list just now yes yes any more belters on there Oh, Santa, Santa's little helper. Why wouldn't Hornswoggle be in that? He's not. That's um, uh, Santino and Page. Uh, the Miz and Page, I believe it was. The Miz, yep. Oh, um, oh, Santino was in Jingle All The Way too. Fuck. I like how they've just hijacked film franchises and made them their own. I know. That was it. Seth was in a film called Armed Response. Was he? Yes. When Luke Harper was Luke Harper was in a film earlier on this year. <laughs> what film? Mohawk. It was called Mohawk? Yep. Was it about Native Americans? I have no idea. Unless it was just a, an hour and a David, half. David Otunga was in a film called The Call. You're just making this piss up. Uh, I, I assure you I'm not. That's exactly what it is. It's actually utter fucking nonsense. Like, Vince McMahon has far too much money to blow. Why would he do Like, I mean, he writes people <laughs> off TV for stuff like this. I don't know what I think behind it. The only time I can think of it, the timing working very well, was when Dean and Seth had just started their rivalry and Seth curb-stomped Dean through some cinder blocks. So yep. na- naturally Dean would be off TV for a few weeks, but that's when he was filming that 12 rounds, three. Ah, that's what it was. So that that was good timing, but you would just write them off completely instead of doing this nonsense. But what they should do is they should put them on the network. No, they shouldn't. They should just burn it. Burn every copy. That's a bit harsh, is it not? No, it's terrible stuff. We should... You know how What See You with Brian Quinn and Sal Volcano did a Fast and the Furious review series mm-hmm. project we should do that with the marine films <sighs> why are we still talking about this it's a quiet week in WWE maybe <laughs> um, I'm not wanting to watch any of the marines how many is there there's three four is there five there's I'm sure there's six four let me see if there's four Looks like five, jeez. And there's five. The last one was an all-star cast. The Miz, Maurice, Heath Slater, Curtis Axel, Bo Dallas and Naomi. All-star cast? 
Well, I mean, you've got the tag team champions. You've got one of the most over wrestlers in the world. And then you've got Kurt, um, Heath Slater in there as well. Naomi, ex-women's champion as well. Oh, they need to get Kurt Angle in a film. No, they don't. Kurt can barely remember pro- a, a simple promo, let alone an entire movie script. Have you noticed... I don't know if this is a new thing or not, but they do backstage promos now, and it's quite clear that they're, they're reading off some auto cues yep. at the side of the screen. Yep. yep, I noticed that. Yes. So Roman reading off one cut was terrible for it. A couple, of, I think it was actually at Extreme Rules. That's the, I, I noticed the Roman one as well. Uh huh. But so they may as well just hand him a piece of paper. <laughs> it is what it is, or maybe just let him speak his own mind. Uh, with those films I would rather watch an hour and a half of Vladimir Kozlov in promo class than <laughs> watch those films <laughs> right no that's what we should do actually that's one of our we're just giving folks we're giving you notice we will be watching a WWE film and we're going to review it live on the podcast we wa- just need to decide which film a watch along <laughs> Oh, we could do that. Let's not. <laughs> well, that idea was quickly put to bed. Because uh, I, I have, no, I'm going to be honest. I have no intention to read it. I'll just find a review and just read the review word for word on air. Um, no, that's all. That's all the films have done. They've made quite a few films, right enough. I know. I just don't. I mean, I wouldn't want. Probably wouldn't go out my way to watch them. But they do have a lot of shite on that network, so I don't see why they don't just fling the films on. Even mm. if even if it was, um, you know how you get those behind, like, oh, what are they called? They're extras in DVDs when the actors of the film do a side commentary thing. Mm-hmm. If they did something like that, that would be entertaining to watch. When Dol- oh my goodness. When Dolph Ziggler's <laughs> saying, this is a bit where I super kick Rusev's gun. We done we done one called Scooby Doo in the WWE Curse of a Speed Demon and the Undertaker was in it. Uh, I've seen was a I was it a cartoon because one yep. of my daughters watches a WWE Scooby Doo film constantly. <laughs> that probably was it. Sin Cara was in it. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few quite a few random people and there's quite a lot of people in it even as well. John Cena, Triple H. Yep, Stephanie as well. You can tell it really has been a slow week, can't you? If we're talking about Scooby-Doo films. Let's move on. Well, there was one thing of note that happened last night in Smackdown, I suppose, with Charlotte Flair returning from her um, injuries that she had, sort of surgery complications. But she's back. She helped Becky Lynch when she was being attacked by Carmella. And all of a sudden, Carmella, sorry, Charlotte, got a number one contenders match against Carmella. If she beat Carmella, she would be she would make that match at SummerSlam a triple threat. And this has been quite a controversial move from WWE in terms of fan opinion. Where do you stand on the issue? I mean, why wouldn't you want the best female wrestler in the company involved in a match? That, that, well, Carmella's already in a match. <laughs> Okay. I, I kid, I joke. No, I mean, like, why wouldn't you? I, like, I know. It's, do you know what they've done? It's, it's. Maybe, maybe they've noticed or they've saw 
just how bad the last few Carmella matches have been, or maybe there's in their, in their thinking is that well, if Charlotte and Becky are in this match, at least their interactions will elevate the match, and uh, Carmella can just be that like that sneaky chicken shit heel. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is still going into it is still going to be all about Becky in my mind. Yep. It's a case of she finally got an, another chance at a, sh- a title shot. Only for her supposed best friend to come in and also start steal the limelight. I think Becky will win it, um, and then in the process, or just after, or at some point, one of them, most likely Charlotte, will turn heel, and then you can get Becky versus Charlotte. I don't, I don't see why this is an issue. Like, if you have an issue with Becky versus Carmella. Carmella because of the actual match quality well the match quality is now going to be elevated mm-hmm. so what what is the problem here there's two I can see both sides of the argument um, Charlotte just coming back from injury and being put right back into the title picture I mean she did leave did she, she lose her, did she lose her money in the bank qualifier no she was in money in the bank I can't even remember that right now. No, she was in Money in the Bank. Well, the whole... No, wait, no, she wasn't Money in the Bank. She was, who was it? Was it not, it was, was it not, um, Carmela and Asker at Money in the Bank? Uh-huh. So, uh, Charlotte was in the Money in the Bank. Well, basically, what I'm trying to say is the fact that she's, she, technically she should be at the back of the queue... But we know that we don't get a sort of deserving, like a scale of who deserves a title shot the most. Obviously, Becky Lynch has been doing this thing where she's been winning all her matches and she went about things the, the right way. But as you said, this is a, this is still all about Becky, this story. It might not be her winning the title. It might be Charlotte. Or it might be Carmella. But it's all focused around Becky, whether she turns heel because of Charlotte quote unquote stealing the limelight or whether Charlotte turns heel because she wants the limelight and she's unhappy with Becky possibly winning the title but it's still it looks like over the next couple of months that'll be the main programme going forward for Smackdown and what I think might happen is I don't think there's going to I wouldn't say focus on the women's matches at SummerSlam but I think with Evolution in October, I think they'll actually be gearing up more towards evolution in terms of big payoffs and storylines and angles on both Raw and SmackDown, instead of having wrap-ups at SummerSlam. Would you agree with that? Do you think that's possible? Yeah, because some feuds, like you say, are going to end at SummerSlam, and some are just going to start. So, one way or another based on if we are saying Becky's going to win the title at SummerSlam, the Carmella-Becky feud will come to an end because on SmackDown there's no automatic rematches. Uh-huh. Um, and then I think the feud coming out of that is going to be Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Um, I think we may get... I wouldn't say the culmination, certainly, but I think we're probably going to get Sasha and Bailey. Uh, evolution as well so yeah I think I think a lot of will gear up towards that but like I said SummerSlam is also going to be like the closing and the starting of feuds as well 
Um, but just to go back to the that triple threat, like as I say, Charlotte being in that match elevates the match quality, mm-hmm. and what it also does it hides Carmella's deficiencies, and you would just maybe have it look like in a sense that Becky and Charlotte would just attack Carmella, throw her out the ring, and then she would just come in sporadically trying to steal the win. And that way you could, like I said, you would hide her from whatever flaws that she has. See, the thing is, though, with this being a triple threat, that says to me that I don't... I think Carmella will walk away with the title. And even if... I'm going to make a prediction that Asuka will have a shot next week and she'll face Carmella, and if she wins, she'll be added into the match as well. Because what have they got planned for Asuka at the moment? Nothing. But then, where do you go? Who's who's next for Carmella? It probably then would need to be Naomi. And Naomi's good and stuff, but she's not Charlotte or Becky Lynch. No. She so was... why am I why am I going to believe that if Carmella's just ran through not so much ran through but just beaten three of the best women on SmackDown that Naomi's going to stand a chance? I think even if Asuka comes into it, I don't think Carmella leaves SummerSlam with the title. Probably not, actually, when you think about it like that. When you when you mentioned Naomi there, do you remember mm-hmm. she won the Battle Royal at WrestleMania? No. There you go. Oh, yeah. Because well, now that he says it, like, she eliminated Bailey because Bailey thought she'd win. Mm-hmm. But, like I've said, we said it last week on Outsider's Edge. Those the Andre Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the Women's Battle Royal WrestleMania like give it some sort of stipulation, give it like the winner something other than a, a shitty trophy that no one cares about. Like for the women, give them a title shot, and for the men, be like whatever brand you're on, you either get an Intercontinental or a US title shot. Like at least that way, you you have you have people intrigued by it. I think that just goes to show that. For the majority of the times, I know there's only been three, four, five of them in total now, but it doesn't really mean much going forward for them. These armbands. Honestly, tell me a winner of the the Andre Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal who's actually went on to like a quote unquote push or it's meant anything. On a very small scale, Matt Hardy, because he quickly win the tag championships afterwards I know that's not a that's in terms of importance it's not a main event push but it still did win something quite quickly after it no I agree I agree but the rest but of them then you had so other much. guys like Barn Corbin and Big Show and stuff like that who won it was it Mojo Rawley last year mhm <sighs> Jesus See? and he's now backstage making threats to you know Random people who don't get on the show. Bobby Rudd. Uh, well, just talking him heel. But going back to the women, I literally my bottom bottom line is I have no issue with Charlotte being in that match whatsoever. I can't understand why you would be. But match quality, like I said before, like I said, is just immediately elevated. Aye. Like that can't even be argued. It has so been elevated. What 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 is the issue here? Like people now going to say, "Oh, Charlotte gets too many title shots." Well, she's the best fucking female wrestler in that company. Yep. 
Like that's that's debatable, but I, I, I know where you're coming from. Well, the only other one would be who Sasha. Uh, well, f- four horsewomen and maybe Asuka as well. I think no, but I think Sasha Banks and Charlotte are the out of the four. I would put them one and two, whatever order you want to put them in. Mm-hmm. Um. But like, like she's understand if people are saying, well, she's getting too many title shots, etc. But she's fucking that damn good in the ring. Can't you just appreciate just how good she is in the ring, and just appreciate that now you don't? Because first you were complaining having to watch Becky versus Carmella, but now you've actually got another bona fide star in that match who can who can who can wrestle. But you're still bitching and moaning about it. Aye. Some some people just want to complain and be negative just for it, just because that's all they. Because the, we don't have, we don't have the capability capability to see past certain things, or we just don't want to see past certain things. See past. Or they're unable they're unable to look like six months down the line. While they're doing it now, they're going to benefit from this angle or whatever six months further down the line. I'm not talking about this match, but just in general. Uh huh. Aye, they can't see. It's like. I can't remember the phrase, but they've got blinkers on. They're not not willing to deviate from their opinion, which they're so set in stone with, which in, is fair in, enough. In a, but you need in, to back uh, it up with consistency. Exactly, and, and for the most part, your your opinion is fucking shit. Mine? No, I'm just saying in general. All right. <laughs> like, is this... you hear the same stuff over and over again from the same people, and it's like you can't you can't even for a moment, like. Appreciate, not so much appreciate. You can't even for a moment like understand maybe from a different angle. You can't come at it from a different perspective because they, they want it done their way, and that's it. Did you know that Roman Reigns sneezed too loudly yesterday morning? Like, <laughs> I, I defend Roman all the time, but at the same time, I, when there's Roman does stuff that I don't like, and I don't know if you'll remember this, but. I think it was before we started even doing the podcast. What were the two things I said time and time again about Roman I hated? Okay. I always said I thought he didn't sell enough, but now he's an absolute. I think he's a great seller, and I hate and I still hate today. Today, that Superman punch. Oh, it's dreadful. Like if I if Roman does stuff that he's not, but like, I hate. I'll say it. I'm not one of these guys that are going to defend everything that he does or defend everything WWE does. But for the most part, I enjoy watching... Well, not for the most part. I do enjoy watching Roman. I'll defend him for the most part. But he's certainly not one... He's not in my top five. I think it, it has come to the stage now where it doesn't matter what he does. He'll be criticised for it. If it's a bad segment, it shows that he's terrible. If it's a good segment that comes off well, he's been overpushed. It's just he kind of wins, so I'm not... And, just... like, I certainly like, oh, he's not good on the mic etc etc folks arguably the greatest of all time and I I wouldn't do it but Kurt Angle himself says it and Chris Benoit folks was horseshit on the mic <laughs> was not was just bland wasn't that good at all on the mic but in the ring he was virtually untouchable and I know we can't run those like it's a kind of taboo subject a taboo name etc but in the ring alone for his dressing ability the guy was virtually untouchable. He was. So, and, and this is where some people differ, and I know I differ from you. Probably you, I know I differ from it 
with Rance, like for I don't know if you're more so where Rance is coming from. He's he's more character driven. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm more so you can give me the blandest guy if you want, but if that my male or female produces like a four five star match, you, I'm happy with that. But obviously, sometimes you just get that perfect wrestler who's got great character work and with great wrestling ability, etc. But and there's nothing wrong. Like there isn't a right or a wrong there. Like if you like one thing, it doesn't mean you're wrong. Like you know, it's subjective. We all like different things about wrestling. But a lot of people can't see that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can't or won't want to see or don't want to see it or won't admit it. There's I've I've sort of leaned towards story quite a bit over the last year or so. But there is there are times when you see a great match which has no selling, just flips all over the place and I do appreciate them, but I do like when I hear criticism of certain angles or certain wrestlers, I try and try and look at the bigger picture of what's going on why they're doing it there will be instances where I just don't like the story that they're telling and I will be vocal about those things but we're sounding like broken records here when we say try and be patient aren't we yep. it, when you say with flips and stuff what was that match remember it was a few years back where it was literally just big move after big move after high spot after high spot and there was really no selling in I can't remember who it was now Oh, uh, do you mean... Was it Ricochet? Ricochet and Osprey. Right, right. so for instance, that match, <laughs> when people say there's no selling, etc., in that, like, I enjoyed that match. Like, I thought that match was, for what they'd done, was excellent. Mm-hmm. It's not, I might not want to see it every week, because I don't think I've ever saw anything quite like it. I enjoyed it. But I don't know. Like I said, we're all just different. But a lot of people won't accept that other people are different and like different things. Mm-hmm. And I think we're the same. Like to be honest, like I think we're not quite WWE shows, but we're. I think we may go out our way to defend it a little bit more because I think we try and be subjective. We try and be. We, tr- we like to try and be more positive because we can be overcome with hate and negativity if we allow ourselves to. But we at least we try and look past that and just think, well, maybe they're doing it because of this reason, right, though, that kind of makes sense. But, I don't know, like you say, we do sound like a broken record, but a lot of people just don't have the patience and a lot of people don't want to give credit well, credit it's due. The other They'd side, rather just jump on the negativity. The other, the folk that have got a different ideals than us are broken records as well, you could say. Yeah. But we're, we're uh, ICW shows now, not WWE. No, I'm a session Moth Martino show. <laughs> Bordering I, on unhealthy. It's fine, it's fine. But I'm not sure if anything else happened of note on... Well... Randy Orton continued his sort of... his, his heel turn and once again destroyed Jeff Hardy. Do you think this is a two-man power trip with him and Naka? Nah. I just think they've probably got a shared enemy. Uh-huh. That's all. Um, and it all, well, the bar. Yes. The Usos. Very happy to see the bar back. Um, I expect them to win next week. 
And to to be honest, I kind of hope they're going to win the title at SummerSlam. Massive. I loved love what they've done at Raw for about twelve or eighteen months or so. Oh, brilliant! In fact, you know, it all just kind of stemmed from that best of seven Cesaro and Sheamus had. Uh huh. And then from then it just sort of snowballed and it just got even better and better. And then they became a tag team and they've done some great things. So I'm I'm hoping they win next week and then they go on to to win the tag titles at SummerSlam. Aye, I do hope that as well. They've. It's not even a case of they should be rewarded with the SmackDown titles, but and you've got all the other people who've been different. Um, how would I word this? That have been drafted over. Quite a lot of the people who have been drafted have won titles when they move over. So we'll look at this then, right? What have what have the bar done to warrant being in that tournament? Well, on SmackDown. It's a tournament of not so many tag teams in the division, though. I know, right? But Charlotte wasn't automatically placed into that uh, triple threat. She was given the opportunity to go into it, just like the bar were. Uh-huh. I'm not knocking the bar, but if you're going to complain about Charlotte being given an opportunity, but, well, what for what? Because she's either given too many opportunities or kayfabe-wise, what has she done recently? Well, the same applies to the bar. What have they done? Nothing. They've been injured. So oh. kayfabe-wise, why would they even be in the tournament? Well, I don't know about that because they've still got a few more hoops to jump through to get there. I understand, I know, but I'm just, I'm just trying to be an arse about it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know, like I, I would love the bar to win it, but if you're going to complain about Charlotte getting that opportunity for one, for one reason or another, you should be doing the exact same for the bar because Kayfabe boys, they ain't done shit to earn that opportunity on SmackDown. But it's a tournament from scratch, though. Well, I mean, Charlotte was placed in technically placed in a qualifying match as well. Yeah, I'm not like I said, I'm not criticising it. But if you're going to criticise something, someone for doing something, then you need to criticise the other one for doing more or less the same. Okay. Just because they go through one more match doesn't mean they deserve to be, uh, they deserve to be in the mix. I know, but there are a lot less tag teams than there are women. That's fine, but any other tag team, cafe boys, deserve to be in front of the bar because at least they were there. Yeah. The. I think. But I, I, I know. You won't agree in it, and like I know, I'm just just doing it to get a rise. But it's kind of true when you think about it. I can't formulate a response properly, but I think we'll just need to agree to disagree. No, but like, no, I'm not advocating that I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. All I'm saying, though, is that if you're complaining about someone getting out, I don't, like, I've saw people saying, like, kayfabe-wise, why does she, why does she get another title shot? Because she's already had uh, one recently, well, a few months back. Mm-hmm. Well, in the same, in the same breath, then, kayfabe-wise, the bar ain't been on TV, but they come back in their put into this mini tournament so kayfabe wise why did they get in there before any other other tag teams on Smackdown ok fair enough I think as well looking at it from behind the scenes they're wanting Charlotte in there in the lead up to Evolution as well oh well she's like the face of that division so mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of the same with Roman Reigns as well like she's Loved by millions, so that's why, probably why he's 
in the main event yet again, so... That is what it is. I mean, I don't know... Correct me if I'm wrong, but was there... Did the crowd start chanting, We want Roman, when Brock attacked Lesnar? Brock attacked Heyman? As far as I'm aware... There were people claiming that it was We Want Rollins and We Want Strowman, but I think that may have just been people not wanting to accept that it was We Want Roman. I'd need to listen back to it, to be fair, but... Newsflash, folks. Not everyone hates Roman and everyone bitches and moans about Roman. Like I said before, there's millions of other people that actually do like Roman. Mm -hmm. Roman's over. Roman is bae... He's not just my baby. He's, you know, what I mean, like people are just are just going to disregard a massive part of the fan base and just say they don't matter when in reality they do. He's going to the fan base who will buy the merchandise. Exactly. I know there's the sort of more hardcore fans will buy stuff, but they don't buy as much. Sort of even the trinkety stuff, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I know, and at the end of the day, and like a lot of the things that we do are, are aimed at that specific portion of the fan base, like the younger generation. Just like when Cena was doing, when he was being, when he was really super Cena back what like odd years ago, he was it was it was the it was a younger generation, the younger fans that he had more appeal to. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I said it on the podcast, I don't know when I've said it, but I guarantee you, if you, a lot of those kids at the time who might have been 8, 9, 10 years old, fast forward now, and if some of them are trying to get into wrestling, I guarantee you, a lot of them would have said, I get into wrestling because of John Cena. Uh-huh. And now fast forward 10 years down the line, a lot of those kids you see now are going to say the same thing about Roman. Probably. That said, I'm not, Roman's biggest fan of me to come across like it but I've got many other people I prefer over Roman Aye, I know you're just on the wind up half the time with it aye, well aye, yeah but I'm at the wind up but at the same time I'm also I'm kind of being serious as well mm-hmm. like I think he's a damn good I think he's a damn good wrestler a damn good wrestler is he is he Almas or AJ Styles or Seth Rollins level no he's not but very very few people are but he's in that next sort of bracket I think mm-hmm and I don't, I don't buy into the notion that he needs someone like an AJ Styles, etc., to have a great match with. Maybe not. You mentioned AJ Styles there. I think I'd said on last week's extravaganza episode of The Outsider's Edge that people are apprehensive about Roman Reigns being the champion again, but his last title run was pretty decent with the matches with AJ Styles uh, and the Shield stuff that he had going on as well when it was Seth Rollins and then a sort of I know he wasn't the champion in that triple threat with the Shield, but he was still in the the conversation Mm -hmm. at the time. And that was some really good main event creative for a few months, so... And fuck the other thing, man. He might not even leave SummerSlam as a fucking champion. Because it'll be Kevin Owens. And I guarantee you, for the most part, people won't even be talking about how Roman beat Brock. It'll be how KO or Braun or whoever it was maybe, obviously, one of those two, cashed in on Roman, and that'll be the lasting image from SummerSlam. So you all get your feel-good moment and you get to finally cheer. It's going to happen, isn't it, Kevin Owens? I think so, I think so. I think, even though Brock's scheduled for the next night, 
but you kind of I wouldn't be surprised if something like he went on a, a rampage and just sort of destroyed everything and everyone and Kurt or Stephanie or Triple H or someone come out or Vince him but look enough's enough you're fired and that's the end of him sort of thing while we are talking about Braun Strowman this is a random thing uh, and it's probably just going to be UK folk that understand it but Jinder's been saying Shandy a lot recently right <laughs> do you know where I'm going with this maybe well there's probably a drink in America as well where you have sort of half beer half lemonade and we have that over here and it's called a Shandy so it's as if Jinder's basically looking for a nice relaxing tipple that you would have on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon and just ah oh, Shandy 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 is fucking disgusting oh away with yourself I, I, Horrible. I often partake in a shandy while watching a Dwayne The Rock Johnson film. <laughs> <laughs> and I bet, you, I bet your gender does too. Yeah, he does. So he can learn how to flex the pecs. Oh, those roided up pecs. <laughs> Anything else you want to chat about? Or will we either talk about the quiz or more shit films? No, um, from Raw, um, not exactly. Well, Brock was there for a change. Um, nah, nothing else really to say on Raw, if I'm honest. Um, Seth and Drew was quite good. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think now, obviously, I think the Revival are now manoeuvred into get the title shot at SummerSlam. Yep. Which, you know, probably long overdue in your eyes as well. In my eyes, yes. I, um, I'm not confident they'll win, but we'll see what happens. And then we've got Ronda's first ever Raw match next week as well. Who's that against again, sorry? Um, Alicia Fox. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about it. Um, no, I've got nothing much else to say. But Cup uh, took an F five. He did. That will be a. They'll have an Ironman match again soon. <laughs> Shouldn't start press off it off the top turnbuckle oh, or something stupid. Oh, big Brock, you mad nutter! <sighs> Imagine it was Cut that tried it this time. He oh, would as well. He wouldn't even be able to jump up. Never to get up again. <laughs> oh, cut. Right, um, that's all. I don't have much else to say. That's, um, that's all, folks. Night, night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. right, quiz time. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. So last week I hinted at doing a 20 questions type thing. I didn't even hint at it, did I? I just told you there what we're doing. Yep. Uh, this was an idea brought to me by my brother, and we discussed this in a pub before the ICW. It's basically the 20 questions game where I'm thinking of something and Ricky has to guess what this thing is in 20 questions or less. As you would imagine, it's going to be wrestlers for this one. So there's not much planning involved in my end. I just have to pick a wrestler 
Ricky has 20 questions to figure out who it was, who it is that I am talking about. Um, maybe we could even take turns tonight. Yeah, yeah, um, that's fine. So, don't know how long this will last. Might be, might be too long. So, we'll try it at one apiece first and see how it goes. We should set a rule that inst- my brother had suggested that we say you guess incorrectly. It just cancels out. Will we just mm-hmm. make it that that counts as a question? Yeah. Right, okay then. So, let me roll through my Rolodex of wrestling contacts. <laughs> uh, and I have picked a wrestler. So you have 20 questions to guess who this wrestler is. Okay. And I'll keep count with my fingers and thumbs and toes. Is it a male? Yes. Are they currently wrestling? Yes. Just so we know, is this anybody in the world? WWE. Just WWE only, right, okay. Male currently wrestling, are they on the Raw brand? Yes. That's three. Are they? Oh, that's a terrible question. Um, what, what? I won't count no, this fine, as a fine. question. No, it's fine. Um, are they, do they currently hold a title? Yes. I sound like like Daniel Bryan here. Yes, yes, yes. So that's either Brock or Dolph. Or, well, it could be Bo or Curtis Axel. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Uh, No, they don't hold a title. Maybe they must have just held one then. I shouldn't have given the game away a wee bit. So who's just lost? Bray and Matt and Seth. Right, okay, was this man a member of the Shield? No. Okay, was this man the leader of the Wyatts? No, <laughs> no. Was this one half of the Hardy Boys? It was, and it is. <laughs> the broken one himself? Wonderful! <laughs> right, um... Okay, um, I have... I have one. Go. Are they a current wrestler? No. Oh, God. <laughs> Are they a male? Yes. Are they alive? Yes. Were they ever a WWE champion in its many yes. incarnations? Right, so that's four questions so far. I uh, feel like 20 is too much, by the way. Well, I, you've narrowed it down to about 50, 60 people for me so far, so maybe not. Uh, are they, did they wrestle post-2000? Oh, when... Oh, I don't know. Yes. Yes, yes. Did they have a championship post-2000? Like the world title? Hmm. Oh, see, this is tricky. Right, tricky, Ricky. Right, I'll ask another question then. This is still question six. I'll explain later why that one was tricky, but on you go. I think I know. So I'm going to steer my questions in a certain direction. Are they American? No. 
Are they Canadian? Yes. Uh, are they part of a wrestling family? Yes. <laughs> Do they wear purple sunglasses to the ring? Purple? Or pink, sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, pink tinge. Is it Jim the Anvil Nightheart? No. Uh, is it Bret Hart? Correct. So the reason the 2001, right, was difficult because I couldn't say yes or no because it was WCW. See, I know, you know? I'm sure he beat Benoit for the title or something along those lines. Benoit and what? Bret Hart had two matches where one was a sort of Owen Hart tribute match. What, WCW? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I couldn't say yes to it because if I said yes, I might have given you the impression that it took place in WWF. Uh-huh. Your hesitation helped me quite a lot, to be honest. All right, okay, excellent. Right, right. I've, I've picked one. Right, go. Okay. Is it a female? Yes. Is she currently wrestling? No. Did she ever win the world title? Yes. That does not help at all. Because they all have at some point. Um, did she make an appearance at the female the women's Royal Rumble? Great question, and yes. That's four questions. Was she American? Yes. Did she come back to the Royal Rumble with very short hair? No. It's not her then. <laughs> you said she was American? Uh-huh. So who came back? Leah came back. Is she married to a wrestler? I don't know. It's not hard then. Who the hell else came back? Um, I couldn't answer that other one off the top of my head. I will Google it right now, though. Um, what else can I ask? Has she wrestled? outside the Royal Rumble post 2010? No. No? So we're going way back? Yep. Okay, right, so we're going way, way back. Hmm. Was she, did she win the title? Oh, by the way, um, she was was married to a wrestler. According was to this uh, is news to me as far as I'm aware. Bizarre news! Bizarre news to me. Does she come from a wrestling family? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. 
Right, so the rules are out. Right, so that leads me to think it's one of two women. Was she blonde in her in her like prime wrestling days? Nope. It's clearly not her or her. Hmm. Hmm. Is that ten questions? Not sure. <laughs> uh, so at first I thought it was Molly Holly, but it's clearly not. No. Is it Ivory? No. Who is it? Do you pass? Oh, can I keep going? Aye, there's been 11 questions. I don't know if that's true. I'm just st- now making the choice that it's 11 questions. Um. Okay, right, so... I can actually hear the cogs turning in your mind right now. Oh, it's not. It sounds like you've forgotten who it was. Oh, because... Oh, no, it sounds like you've forgotten that this person was in the Royal Rumble. Who the hell could it be? If you want, you can give up. Lita? Nope. So who the fuck else can it be? (laughs) For the listener's sake, will I um, let you know who it is? Um... Is she married to a current superstar, uh, a former world champion? No. It's not, I don't know who it is then. Wait, do you give up? I, I need to. Oh, finally. It's Jacqueline. Was that not Ivory? Oh, my God, Ricky. Fuck. Do you not remember Jacqueline? Yes, I do, I do. You see why I'm shit, holding my shit. head in my hands? Do you see why I'm holding my hands, head in my hands when thought, you say, is that not Ivory? I know, I know, I got them mixed up and I don't know how I can make them mixed up. I don't even remember her being in the Royal Rumble at all. Aye, she was not too bad. Not too bad, considering. Why, why do I not? I don't remember at all. Apparently, right, anyway. I don't know if this is, must be a lie. Apparently she was married to Goldust. Was she? No, I wouldn't have got that because I don't remember her being a rumble whatsoever. Right. Fuck's sake. Right, um uh, I have... <laughs> Can't do that one. Um, right. Go. Is, is this person a male? Yes. Is this person American? Yes. Is this person a current wrestler? Be more specific. Are they currently in WWE? No. Are they a current wrestler? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So they're on, this is number five, they're in the independent scene. That's what you want to call it. Uh, did they previously wrestle for WWE? 
Yes, remember it's WWE only this one. Right, okay. Are they on Impact? Mm, no. Oh. Ring of Honor? No. Is that eight questions? The reason why I keep saying no is because I don't think that person is specifically tied down to just one promotion. Right. Are they more famous for their work in New Japan? No. Oh, for God's sake. Right, so it's... You're saying Ring of Honor, no. You're saying Impact, no. You're saying New Japan, no. Well, I'm saying he's not tied to any promotion. As far as I'm aware. Are they white? No. Silly question. Are they black? No. Ah, right. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Are they part of a wrestling family? Was he part of a wrestling family? <laughs> well, that's not who I was thinking it was then. I suppose you could say yes. <sighs> Did they have a junior in their name when they were in WWE? <laughs> yes. Did they have a famous uncle? A famous uncle? Oh, hold on a minute. It's one of two people. Does their first name have three letters in it? Yes. Right, is it Ray Mysterio? Yes. Excellent. Not bad. That's good. I think we go, we go one more each. Are you sure? No, why not? Why not? Who cares who's listening? <laughs> <laughs> the, the listeners actually pop for it, so... Well, I know one person does, but... Right. Okay. Give, me a, wee, give me a wee second, listeners. Um, right, go. Is this a male? Yes. Currently wrestling? Yes. On the SmackDown roster? Yes. Imagine imagine you just guessed who it was right now. Male SmackDown roster. Do Do they have long hair? No. Okay. Is his son name a first name? Eh. Uh... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Have they held any kind of title in the WWE? Yes. Rules over him. Did this person just have a baby recently? No. Held a title in the WWE SmackDown male where not doesn't have long hair. Is it a former world champion? Yes. <clears throat> I 
Has this person just made a heel turn? No. Oh. Who's just made a heel turn on SmackDown? Randall. Oh, that guy. Big Brother Keith. <laughs> um, right. Now I need to start running through the SmackDown rocks on my head. Who have been previous champs? Previous world champions. Right, so it's not Joe, it's not Miz. It's not him. Is this person white? Yes. Is this person Irish? To be sure, fella, to be sure. <laughs> is this person Triple H's old workout buddy? <laughs> it is indeed, Shamu. I've not actually guessed who it is. Well, how many Irish workout buddies has he had in his life? I don't know, maybe it could have been Finn. Or I, might have been, I might have been confused with roster he was on. Or it could have been Fit Finlay. Exactly. Um... Is this man pasty white? When you asked me earlier, is this person white? I was going to go, you bloody well better <laughs> believe he's white. Right, right, I'll think of one now. Um, um, Shamu, Seamus and Paige go to the same anti-tanning salon. <laughs> right. Let me see, let me think. Are NXT people allowed to be? Yes, they are. Um, right oh, no that's too easy and also too difficult this one I was going to think of I was going to think of Neville but if you ask me if he's still wrestling today I don't know how I'm supposed to answer that technically he's not he's sitting in his house sulking <laughs> yep oh right here we go right got one is this person white <laughs> Why was that my first question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, oh. Why was that your first question? I don't know. It was just the first thing on my head for some reason. <laughs> yes. Uh, are they a current wrestler? No. All right. NXT? That wasn't no. the part of the quit. You said, right, okay. No, it's not current. No longer wrestling. Did it, is this person a male? Yes. Is this person long haired? Um, no, no. Alright, okay. Did they have to retire on medical grounds? I'm not that I'm aware of. Oh, well, that's that idea out of the window. Who, who do you think it was? Edge? Aye. Or Christian. Have they, held, right, no. have they held a world title? Yes. Are they American? Yes. American that's not wrestling right now with short hair and they're white. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that part. Uh, are they alive? Yes. Have they had a public falling out with WWE? 
Um, no. Have they been released by WWE unfairly or just suddenly? No. Who are you thinking of? I don't know. I'm, I've not got a single clue. Not a current wrestler, a white previous world champion from America. Are they old now? Oh, yeah. I know, you know what I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean old, old. Yep. Um, Are they white? <laughs> <laughs> Have they been in trouble with racist comments recently? You think I was actually going to think of that prick? <laughs> Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. Um, oh my god. Are they bald? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sheer panic now. <laughs> I know. I, I'm tired and I'm panicking Skywalker here. So, how many questions have I had? I have no idea. Lost count. Let's just say nine. <laughs> right are they oh my god I was really panicking were they on one of, were they on Smackdown mostly throughout their career Um. no no I've got no step for a hint at all I'm going to pass <sighs> No, just keep asking questions. Uh, are they part of a wrestling family? Yes. Were they ever a tag team champion? Yes. Were they very tall? I wouldn't say that tall, no. Oh, for God's sake. Be lucky if it was six foot, I think. Are they under six foot? What a shocking question that is. I think so. Well, it was just a wee bit of comedy. Fuck's sake. Ask me if I like this person or not. Do you like this person? I fucking hate him. Oh, that kind of narrows it down a wee bit. And that was very strong words if it's who I think it is. Um, you know, I despise this person. You know this. I should really be pressing pause here. Why? Are they a 16-time champion? Yes, yes. Very strong words about Ric Flair, Ricky. I am not a fan, you know this. Your namesake, of all people, that's where you got the name from. That is far from it. Far, far from it. I'm, I'm cool. I'm cooler than it, Do you know there will be a few of our listeners who wholeheartedly agree with you there? Jeremy will agree with me. I think Jeremy likes his Ric Flair. Oh, but I think he likes his Ricky as well, though. You're, uh, you should start your own podcast and it should be called Rick's Flair. <laughs> Is that your joke of the day? No, I've got one oh. for you, though. Oh, fuck. Go on. So, um... <laughs> Paul White, we all know who Paul White is, he's starting yep. a, he's obviously bald these days, but he's not wanting to be bald anymore, but he can't grow hair back, so he's doing a, a show on the actual network where he goes around fancy sort of hairpiece shops and toupee shops trying to find the right look for him, and it's called The Wig Show. 
just end end the podcast on that note. Thank you for listening, guys. We are at Rick and Clive on Twitter and Facebook. Rick and Clive Wrestling Show on Instagram. Um, I do the two or five live columns on Social Suplex, where you can also subscribe to other columns and the rest of the podcasts, which are Grown Men Watch This Shit, the the indie show that we've got going on. Outsider's Edge, which we appeared on last week, Keeping It Strong Style, which is covering G1 Climax right now, and Rich Latter's One Nation Radio. James came on with Rich last uh, weekend there, and they had Chad Matthews on, who's got a new book out. Check that out. I believe Chad might be on Outsider's Edge this week as well, so a lot of love for Chad Matthews this week. Good stuff. Um, Also check out the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group, where we are there to chat with and for Ricky to troll people with as well. Um, rate and review the podcast on whatever app you use, preferably iTunes because of hashtag algorithms. Um, there we go. Who did I troll on the Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook page? You don't even know who it is because you just press com- you press the comment button and you just troll away. You don't even care who it is that you're replying to. I mean, that's not entirely true. Let me just let me just read a tweet out to you that Ricky sent reasonably recently before we finish. Have you got any shout-outs you want to do while I look for this? Um, nope. <laughs> well, thanks for making sure we don't have dead air. That's much appreciated. Well, I mean, just whatever you've said, like, we appreciate people downloading and listening. Found the tweet. Brock Lesnar oh, turns Brock Lesnar turns up for about ten minutes of TV time and makes millions. What a guy! <laughs> like, am I lying? No. Am I, am I? Am I lying? Anyone out there, right? They cannot deny that that man's a fucking hero. <sighs> if you if you can't admit that, then oh, you're just hating. Haters gonna hate. Like. <laughs> Like, how can you hate? Like, I don't like Brock, right? But see, Brock, the businessman, man turns up for less, maybe about six or seven minutes work and gets paid, like, hundreds of thousands of pounds for it. And then we won't see him again for another couple of weeks. So what you're saying is you don't like Brock the character, but you like Brock the human? (laughs) I don't know about Brock the human. Brock the human might be a piece of shit, but... Um, Brock the businessman is a genius yes like, that's, that was what I was getting at like I can't you can't hate on that at all uh, and, and, for, and he's not holding a world title hostage and all this nonsense either Vince is yes but that tweet that was fine was nothing wrong with that well I disagree with you <laughs> Uh, please, please stop using our joint Twitter account to to post such shite, please. Well, if you look through some of the stuff that I do tweet, I do tweet about a lot of things that are not wrestling related. Yeah, I'll need to pick you up and about that as well. Why? I don't know. That that's it's going to go into overdrive in about four weeks' time when the NFL season starts again. Anyway, I got some whatever. Let's go.
Yeah, let's go. Let's go before we start saying things we're going to regret to one another. Well, like we do all the time anyway on WhatsApp. Yep. Right. Yep. Night, night. Thank you for that's listening, it, guys. That's, that's true. That's true. Thanks. Take care, guys. <laughs> oh, this is bad. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. See you next time. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.